ECU, Private Nation, Purple and Gold Family, stand to your feet, put your crossbones up, and lean side to side, yeah, and lean side to side, yeah, and lean side to side, come on, yeah, 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 welcome to the island, man, it's crazy. Welcome into the Sports Objective, a Pirate Playback. What a comeback for the Pirates tonight as they beat the Thundering Herd 42-38. to 38. With us right now, we have Kyle from LaGrange. Barbara, how are you, man? What's going on, guys? Uh, <clears throat> Did you set your couch on fire tonight? I, <laughs> no, uh, you know, that's what the uh, near fans do. I guess we uh, we, we could have been like uh, West Virginia fans and done that. But a uh, huge win. I mean, that goes without saying. Uh, biggest win in the Mike Houston era, in my opinion. Um, you, you take your SMU games and your whatever else to, to win by 17 on the road, to, to come back from 17 down and win on the road at Marshall in the fourth quarter. Uh, unbelievable. I mean, that, that for, forget biggest win of the Mike Houston era. That goes right up there in East Carolina. Lore, yeah, at least Carolina lore yeah. with greatest comebacks ever. I mean, that, that, you know, to do that in the fourth quarter I mean, with seven minutes to go or, Close to close to eight minutes, I guess it was. Yeah. We were still down by seventeen points, so it, it huge win, huge win. Bubba Rosenbaum, what's up, dude? I guess Bubba, he'll be joining. Bubba may be here in spirit only right now. He may join us okay. here in a minute, but uh, all right. Well, I'll give him a thought, but uh, that was a big win, you know, Kyle. When we were uh, we were talking, you know, it's uh, I know you're young, but do you remember the the Wild World, the sports on ABC with Jim McKay? Sure. Well, I, yeah, the I know thrill of victory. About, yeah. The thrill of victory and the agony of defeat. Well, last week we had the tail end. We had the agony of defeat because we had a game we felt like we should win. And this week we had the thrill of victory. Man, I'll tell you one thing. Pirate Nation, uh, don't count this team out. Holton Aylers had a much better game. They executed plays. How about the fact that we actually, hey, Kyle, one of my things I've been talking about that I hated with Montgomery is we had no tight ends whatsoever, a name only, and now we have, we have our tight end. We've heard a lot about Shane Calhoun. They couldn't get the ball to him like they should have in the first couple of games. Tonight, he has a coming out party of, uh, I think it was uh, Bubba. I'm not a members guy, but I think he had like eight catches right at 100 yards uh, off the top of my head. He had a touchdown catch. Um, I know that uh, our friend Terry Gallagher was talking about Zach Bird, put a really big block there that not the last touchdown, but the touchdown before um, to get a good block there at the end of for that right at the score. Um, I'll tell you one thing right now, the, if you look at the pirates, there's a lot, I've said this all season preseason, there's a lot of 50, 50 games out there. So um, uh, do we have the heart to win the games? We'll find out as the season goes on, but tonight we won one of those 50, 50 games and we didn't win it last week. We did this week. We were not going to <laughs> that game. I didn't see that one coming, you know, and we didn't. So here we are at one and two, you got a game next week. Yeah, we, we need yeah. to handle the business next week and get to two and two. That that was when you looked at the schedule this you know before the season started, you saw all the first four games, and I think most people you, you, you feel like you know we, we we have to do it. Charleston Southern's not going to roll over for us, but you feel like you win that one. So you looked at the first three. You looked at Marshall, South Carolina, App State. You felt like you can, if you can win one of those, get to two and two, you'd be in good shape. I don't think very many people thought it was going to be Marshall on the road. Um, I think most people thought we were either going to beat App in Charlotte or went at home against uh, against yeah. South Carolina. And um, unfortunately, didn't get it done last week against South Carolina. But what happened tonight, we, we opened up the offense. Um, 
guys like Shane Calhoun, who hadn't, you know, had very many catches up to this point last year or, or this year, uh, step up. We get the ball in his hands. Uh, Audie on the toe show started to, he made yeah. a couple big catches. He, uh, Audie starting to, to show the, 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 uh, the ability we all knew he had all along, uh, as he transferred in here from UCLA. Um, so it, it was good to see some guys step up. Um, I'm going to tell you what, um, Keaton Mitchell, I'd get the ball in Keaton's hands as much as we could. I like throwing it to him. Obviously, you're going to hand it to him. Uh, I'd like to utilize him on special teams more. Uh, yep. Maybe maybe take some pressure off Snead. Snead can't do everything, speaking of guys who have big nights. You, you can't ask Snead to do every damn thing. So um, maybe uh, maybe put Keaton back there returning punts and kickoffs some. Uh, the, the more Keaton can touch the ball, the better. Um, oh, yeah. So uh, – uh, a lot of heroes. Anytime you win a game like that and you come from 17 points down, there's going to be a lot of heroes. And look, a lot of people, including me, gave Holton Adams a hard time. And, and I'd, I'd say deservedly so. You you perform bad. You, you, you're going when you're the starting quarterback. You're going to get brought a lot of the shoulders. You're going to brought a lot of the blame with your shoulders. But when you have a game like he had tonight, uh, he wasn't perfect. But let me tell you something. In that fourth quarter, when he got hot. When he got hot, Holton's biggest problem is between his ears. And when Holton will get out of his own head and just play the game the way he can play it, I've seen it sporadically through his career. Like tonight in the fourth quarter, he was red hot. And uh, when Holton is playing like that, and that that's the Holton Aylers, you know, you, you need to see all year. Yeah, you ain't going to play perfect every game. But he, he needs to reach back at moments, to moments like this. When he's in those games and he's struggling and he's forcing things and trying to make things happen, he needs to reach back in his folder and remember games like this. Remember that performance at Tulsa last year in the loss. Yep. He can do this. Holton can be a successful quarterback at this level, but he's got to do it consistently. And hopefully tonight will be a big step forward. A win like this can galvanize the football team. You, yep. you can really galvanize a team when you come from 17 down on the road and uh, and you can put something together because you know next week Charleston Southern is a game we should win. So all of a sudden you can go from zero and two to two and two in a hurry. And uh, hopefully we'll do that. I mean, look, uh, Charleston Southern's not going to roll their helmets out there and say we, we you know we we we, we bow in defeat to the Pirates. I mean they're going to come in here and try to pull off the upset. Uh, FCS over FB upsets over FBS upsets happen every week. You know, we lost to James Madison. We lost to North Carolina Central. Or, yeah, North Carolina A&T. I'm sorry. Uh, and then last week, we all saw Jacksonville State beat Florida State. So, Charleston Southern is going to come in here and take their shot at us. And uh, we would need to be ready and get to two and two. No question about it. I'll tell you one thing. With the, uh, You're absolutely right about the, the very fact that we we had a situation where we the uh, moving the football. And what's great is when these guys make these catches – then it opens up the running game. And when, when you're one-dimensional and everybody knows that you can only run the ball because guys aren't catching it, then they just focus on the running backs. But when they have to – when you keep that defense honest by the very fact of, oh, God, we've got we got to worry about all those, including, I mean, Calhoun with eight catches like Bubba had tonight, eight out of nine. You know, he had, what, 100 – Bubba had eight catches tonight? All right. No, no. I'm talking about Calhoun. Oh, thank God. Okay. Yeah, Calhoun. Uh, there you go. Thank you, Bubba. Nine targets. He had eight receptions, 112 yards, and a t- touchdown. Uh, now and, and, and that opens up so much more the offense. And now you can throw the ball down the middle to the tidy, and that's going to help your running game big time. Um, so having him step up and look, 
we all knew him and and uh, and and Jones from uh, from Oklahoma. They they both can be very effective for us in the passing game, and uh, we we finally saw it tonight. And uh, hopefully, we'll continue to see uh, us utilize the tight end heavily in the offense from uh, from here on out as uh, you know we play through the rest of the season. No doubt, as uh, Bubba mentioned, best tight end performance since Bryce Williams in 2015. No doubt about it, Bubba. And we've been saying that all along that that position is so important for many different reasons. And we it's been to say it's underutilized is the understatement of the century. But anyway, good performance overall. You look at uh, now, like you said, with a you look at the schedule, and the only game that scares you on the schedule. Not to say that we can't we're going to win out, like you said, but the Cincinnati game is the one. That you know, you might say, "Wow!" But the UC with uh, Dylan Gabriel is going to be out for a number of weeks. Maybe I don't think he's going to be. But uh, yeah, we, we haven't got one hundred percent confirmation how long Gabriel's going to be out, and we're certainly not taking uh taking taking yeah. delight in that. But you you, yeah. you feel like if we play like we look, here's the thing: if Marshall's as good as they're supposed to be, that was a very good win over a very quality football team. So you know, do do you do you feel like UCF is unbeatable without Dylan Gabriel? No. Do you feel like we can't go to Houston and win? No. Do, do, do you feel like we can't beat Tulane at home? No. Winning that game tonight just gives you so much more confidence. Now, are we going to win all those? No, of course not. But you, you certainly have feel like you have a chance. And, right. you know, I, I think I think most people right now, when you look at the temples of the world, you look at the South Floridas of the world, you, you look at, yes, the navies of the world, I think all three of those games, as we sit today, the Pirates would be at least a touchdown favorite in. So – um, there's some opportunities out there, you know, if we can get to two and two next week, there'll be opportunities when we get in the conference play. You, you can see a path to six wins in a bowl game. Um, yep. but first things first, we need to handle our business against Charleston Southern to get to two and two. You can't win three before you win two. And, uh, next up is <laughs> yeah. Charleston Southern. No doubt about it. We're going to do like the players. We're going to enjoy it tonight. And then tomorrow we'll have Charleston Southern on the clock. And i tell you what, uh, folks, buy your tickets. Buy your tickets right now. Well, you know, you got to go online at ecpirates.com. But let's go ahead and pack Dowdy Ficklin. Let's have those tailgates rocking pregame. It's a uh, it's a 6 o'clock game. There's no excuse, no excuse why we can't have a rowdy Dowdy. And you can have, especially, let's, let's give the players what they deserve. They got a big-time win on the road. Kyle, I was thinking about you and Bubba. Uh, you, you and I both have talked many times. So has Bubba, the three of us, about the going back uh, to the '90s with Logan. That uh, let's talk. And I know that Bubba put it on the screen with Richard Allsbrook. How about and Brian um, B. Pace put it up there about how about Owen Daffer with that onside kick? Is that not Logan? Oh my God, uh, Logan esque baby, uh, Logan esque uh, excellence and execution. Um, I uh, you know yeah, Logan was always good with onside kicks uh, for sure. But, uh, yeah, great to, to kick it and recover it uh, right <laughs> in the middle of the field, right at 10 yards. You know, it was iffy. Maybe it got touched before, but it was right at 10 yards. Yep. Um, a great recovery. I was scared to death they were going to reverse that call. Um, yep. That's the ball game pretty much. And uh, it, Well, it wasn't the ball game, but it, without that, I was like, he was going to win the game. So, yep. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, I get what you're saying. Had they reversed the call, yeah, most likely ball game. Uh yeah. So yeah, Owen Daver. Yes, yes. Uh, thank you guys for mentioning him. Um, huge, huge play. Um, huge play. De- de- deserves immense credit, along with all the credit we gave everybody else. Uh, and the pick there at the end by um, McMillan. 
McMillan, yeah, and, and batting it down would have done the same thing. It wouldn't have mattered in six one half does the other. But uh, big thing is he didn't give up the touchdown. And uh, so I, uh, I'm i pleased, man. Anytime, like I say, I'll say it again, uh, when, you, when you win one like this, when you come from 17 down to the fourth, uh, there's going to be a lot of heroes. And if we're leaving anybody else that needs to be mentioned, so guys, uh, anybody watching right now, feel free to put them on the screen. Uh, so we, we, we can give them, uh, give them a little love because, um, I haven't been enough nights like this, man, since Ruffin's been fired. You know, you've, you've had your, you've had your moments since he stayed in 2016, UNC in 2018, um, SMU last year, but they've been, they've been here and there. And, uh, this is a real special one tonight. I, I, I wholeheartedly think this is our best win since Ruffin was fired. No doubt. Uh, B pace reminded me. Of uh, 1995, I was with the team at Southern Miss when Logan faked the field goal, got a pass interference, and ended up winning the game 36-35. Hey, 34, rather. Page, you're, B. Page, you and I are about the same age. We were schooled together. You're exactly right. You know, that's one thing. I'll sidebar, please put Southern Miss back on the schedule. We need a home and home with them. But anyway, that that was one of the best games. That's exactly what I'm talking about with Logan. Yeah, Asking Chad Holden with the fake field goal. Yeah. Um, yeah, a classic moment in ECU history. No um, doubt. Yeah, that, that's uh, I don't I don't know that this really reminded me of that. I, I get why you would say that though. Um, I I guess if it should remind anybody of anything, it should be the Peach Bowl. Uh, yeah, that's, that's the last what I said, time that yeah. I, that's you know I, I don't know of any other time we've come from seventeen down in the fourth. I mean, there's been some great comebacks in ECU history. Um, I, I you know uh, ones that come to mind: Memphis in '98. Uh, we came yeah, with three uh, touchdowns down. With Dave Garrard, we'll pass for 400 yards to get bowl eligible. Um, Miami in 99 in Raleigh. Uh, Syracuse in 95. Um, God, what are some other great ECU comebacks? Uh, th- those are the ones that come off of, you know, top of my head. Uh, big moments. Houston, uh, yeah, it was a losing season. But I remember a big comeback at Houston in 02. Um, so, th- th- there's, th- th- you know, but 17 in the fourth quarter, the only other time I remember doing that was Peach Bowl. Yeah, I mean that's a that's why I was telling you guys the Peach Bowl and um, and I was there. <laughs> I was there. I tell you one thing, man. Those state fans thought they had it made that day. I'll never forget. And unfortunately, I was sitting. I had a my friend. His his uncle was a state fan uh, graduate. So I'm sitting in the state section, and that was the greatest part. Was the fact that that crowd was rocking. And the fourth quarter, they were so quiet, and it was the best feeling in the world um, to see that field. I mean, I, I still can't believe I could see that field goal where I was sitting. It was the far end of the field, and it just, to go for for Sheridan to go for that for a tie. Anyway, I don't want to get off of that tangent on the beach bowl, but I still can't understand why you would go for a tie in a game like that. But anyway, um, do, that doesn't matter, and it doesn't matter for the fact of uh, tonight. It doesn't it's not relevant. What is relevant is the Pirates are now um, – we have a win in the win column, a big win. You got, like you said, Charleston Southern. And uh, I tell you what, uh, there's a lot of fans in Pirate Nation. By the way, I'm going to steal a Brian Bailey line, but if, you, if you're looking for a loan in Greenville, North Carolina, you can get one on Monday, or you have a better chance anyway. So hopefully yeah, things, things, are better. Things, things are always better when you win. And uh, yep. uh, East Carolina kind of kind of – the whole the whole ship runs on pirate football, and when you win one like this, 
you know, you, you, the, the boys are going to get – these boys aren't used to getting pats on the back. That's something else, too. As, as I say again, Charleston Southern's not going to come in here and just roll over for us. So, as they're yeah. getting loved up this week and getting pats on the back, and they're not used to it. So, you need, 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 need to keep the nose to the ground because you sure will lose the luster off this one in a hurry if we go get upset by Charleston Southern next weekend. So, uh, and you were talking about momentum. My God, if you if you were to do the unthinkable like that, and then you have Tulane coming in, that yeah, that game yeah. like that game does not look good at all for your chances in two weeks. Yeah, uh, we so. need to handle our business against Charleston Southern next week. Just handle our business. That needs to be a business trip. If we win at twenty one to if we win at twenty one nothing, twenty eight seven, it don't matter. You're forty five to twenty one. However, we just need to handle our business. And move on to the next one. And uh, I, uh, I, I hope, uh, like you say, Dave, um, Pirate Nations. You know, look, the people watching this game are going to are watching this game. The people watching our broadcast are going to be there. So we're preaching to the choir. One thing I'd ask: bring a friend with you. Bring a friend. Uh, if you got some extra tickets, uh, make sure they get used. Uh, Saturday night should be a fun atmosphere. It's a game we should win. So it's a game, maybe a good game to introduce. Maybe people who have never been to an East Carolina game, too. You'd rather them come when we're going to win. Uh, weather's supposed to be nice. As right now, it's supposed to be in the 50s Saturday night. So maybe some people get excited about that hoodie weather. So, I, uh, you know, uh, let's, it's let's, football have weather, baby. let's have some fun in Daddy Ficklin next Saturday night. And um, there hadn't been a lot of fun to be had in pirate football in a long time, guys. And uh, that SMU win it was what it was, but it was the last game of the year. So, uh, this is game number three. Um, we just beat Marshall, and we almost beat an SEC school last week. Think about if we'd have won last week and won this one tonight. Oh, my God. But uh, <laughs> yeah. it, 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 is, it is what it is. And, um, you know, there's really – there's not a lot to say. There's a lot more things to analyze when, when you lose because there's so many things to bitch about, so many things to pick apart. But when you win this one, you know, you, you, you talk about the heroes, you talk about the big plays. You know, I didn't believe we were going to do it until we did it. I, I don't know how everybody else felt, but I really believed that last drive, the way Marshall was moving the ball, I thought they were going to score and uh, we were going to end up doing all that for nothing. And um, credit Mike Houston for taking timeouts uh, to reset his defense a couple times um, on that last, last drive. Play, yeah. he, he did it twice on that drive. And uh, I uh, I tell you what, it was a magical best way to describe it, you know, not to sound corny, but uh, it was uh, that fourth quarter was magical. And to do that, you know, on the road, could you imagine if that was Dowdy Ficklin? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It would have it been, been rocking. But um, and I, I believe I believe this is right. Uh, somebody double-check this for me. But I, I'm 90% sure Marshall's got to go play at Appalachian State this Thursday night. So, uh, feel bad for those guys. They uh, – they got to get over this one and go on the road. I believe this Thursday night to Boone to play out of state. I believe that's right. I'm looking up right now, but yeah, the Pirates. Uh, I tell you that we were we were on the brink of zero and three. Instead, we had the one and two. And uh, let's put up some uh, comments here, uh, starting with Robert. Great team win, um, hell of a comeback. Thank you, Robert, for tuning in. Bubba, can you help me out with this one? Uh, how many rushing yards did we have tonight? I haven't been able to see the stats. So that we were talking about Dowdy Fickle in uh, the game next week. I would week. imagine it was quite a few uh, because Chuck says 
good. I'm sorry, I was just going to say this real fast. Chuck says con um, concessions need to be better. Uh, John Gilbert addressed that in From the Helm, um, so that, that they will be better. That was just a. Um, uh, I think it. they're going to be better by default because we're going to have a smaller crowd. You won't have forty thousand there this week. It'll be yeah, it will. a smaller crowd. And, and I also don't think there'll be as as much people are going to tailgate before this game because it's a six o'clock kickoff, not a twelve o'clock kickoff. A lot of lunch items were being sold last Saturday, and when you, when you combine people eating lunch at the game with um, having over a hundred people not show up to, to run stands, which is what uh, Gilbert said. Um, That's true. I mean, it's. Have you been to Bojangles lately? Have you been no, to any restaurant no, lately? Yeah, look, there's still still no still no excuse. Um, it's not going to make anybody happy, so there's no need to make excuses. Um, so you got to do a better job. That's just the answer. And uh, they've had two weeks to figure out how to do a better job. Um, overbooked. If if you if you had a hundred volunteers cancel, then let's let, or, or not volunteers. I, I guess they were being paid. I'm not sure. Uh, book three hundred people, and then maybe you'll have enough show up. So I, uh, it is what it is. Um, but I agree with you. The concessions need to be better, and um, uh, that's something Gilbert addressed on paper. And let's let's see if it's addressed um, in the actual physical form by something being done about it this coming Saturday. And uh, let's hope so. Let's hope so because everybody needs to have a good right now. Look for 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 a rare change. Everybody should be pretty happy going into this game. We're we, we just did something we hadn't done in a long time, have a huge win on the road and come back fashion. And uh, got some goodwill going towards the football program. And hopefully we'll, we'll get a big win against Charleston Southern, get to two and two. And I don't need anything to screw it up, like not somebody not being able to get a hot dog or a Pepsi. And so uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully that'll be handled. God forbid. Hey, how about this? Uh, know, Dave, look, look, man, no, look, seriously. If you got kids, you got kids. If you went down there and your kids are sitting up, let's say you don't have anybody with you, and you left your kids sitting up in the stands, you're like, I'm going to be right back. I'm I don't leave them in the stands. Well, let's just say you did. Well, okay, they were down there with you, and you're waiting in line for the entire third quarter to get a blame hot dog, then you get up there and you're told, we don't have any. That's going to piss you off. So well, people, I didn't say, yeah. people have a right to be pissed. I understand that. I'm just saying that what I'm saying is the, the fact that one of the things that's uh, frustrating with this whole country right now is we don't have people working, but that's a whole nother show. So I'm just saying, sure. I understand. I agree with you. But I, I mean, agree with you 1000% to be pissed we, we off. Charge $18,000 for. Oh, we lost you there, Kyle. I get, I'm uh, not yeah, my internet sucks. Right. So can you hear me now? Yeah, I got you back. Yeah. yeah well, you, can you charge $18,000 for a Pepsi and a hot dog? People don't want to hear excuses. How about this one? This is something we haven't talked about. Thank you, Richard, for bringing this up, something we were going to talk about um, tonight. And that was, how about the SMU? Speaking of, we're talking about SMU. Uh, SMU beat La, La Tech, Skip's uh, program on a Hail Mary tonight. So uh, Wow, uh, I knew it was a close game. Um, yeah. uh, Louisiana Tech lost a couple of close games early this year. They also lost a close one to Mississippi State. Um, so, uh um, you know, I guess, you know, I, I like Skip, so, uh, kind of feel bad for him, but, uh, 
good for the conference. SMU is somebody who, as of right now, is not leaving to go to the Big 12. So, would like to see them. Or I'm glad they won it, I should say, but I uh, still feel bad for Skip. Um, if you want to talk about conference games, uh, Memphis, big win over uh, Mississippi yes, State. Yes. Yep. Um, so, a uh, pretty good night for uh, Conference USA. It looks like Ole Miss is handling uh, Tulane. Um, but uh, three nice wins that I know oh, that I know off the top of my head uh, w- with us beating Marshall, uh, SMU beating La Tech, and uh, Memphis beating uh, Mississippi State. So that's three good wins for the conference. Uh, UCF lost a uh, hard-fought game to Louisville last night. Yep. But um, they're leaving the league anyway, so who cares? And uh, uh, Cincinnati over Indiana, but again, they're leaving the league. There you go. Uh, B. Pays and Robert both say uh, Richard was asking how many. Uh, how do we do with rushing yards tonight? One hundred and seventy-six yards on the ground. In fact, Robert chimes in as well that it was. Yeah, we gave him a few sacks play. early in the game. So of course, for whatever dumbass reason, that takes away from your rushing total. I hate that. So yeah. uh, I would. I would like to see what those rushing yards are. Uh, if you take those early t- sacks out of the game. And here's another thing. Thanks uh, for all the uh, people chiming in tonight and viewing tonight, watching tonight. Justin says a win next week. Tulane becomes a pivotal game and getting six wins. Absolutely, Justin. I'm telling you guys. I don't know that it's pivotal. Um, You'd like to win it, but you can lose to Tulane and still get to six. It is, Um, but that that game, but being at home at Dowdy Ficklin after you've won two straight and you've got another, that second home game. Oh, God, of course you want to win it. Of course you want to win them. I don't think it's pivotal. Um, here's why. Uh, we showed the night we can win on the road. So you, you can lose to Tulane and go win at Houston. Um, then then, you, you, then you, let's say you do that. Let's say you lose to Tulane, beat Houston, uh, then beat Temple, South Florida, and Navy. You're in a bowl game. So um, I, I don't think the Tulane game is pivotal to a bowl. But, yeah, you're right, Justin. It sure would be nice to get it. How about this? Our buddy uh... – Brendan Shapiro, alum of the Sports Objective. Hey, Richard Allsbrook, I don't know if you remember me, but I was in your juvenile justice class a couple of years ago, and you were one of my favorite professors. I am glad you support this podcast and a huge Pirate fan like I am. Thank you, Brendan, for chiming in as always, and thank you for always supporting us um, behind the scenes, and he's been on the show over the years, so we appreciate him. And, of course, how about this? Uh, Score to my Ole Miss. It's uh, forty to twenty-one. Ole Miss over Tulane at halftime. Uh, we're having trouble with uh, Kyle's having trouble with his internet, so we're going to keep rolling. And um, here's one that we'll uh, we'll address. I know Kyle's going to jump back on. Chuck asks, "How do you feel about La Tech and the AAC?" Um, I love Skip. I really do. Um, so obviously, it would be nice to have them in the conference. However, I don't know. Um, one of the things we're looking at for conference-wise, I don't know how much they bring to the party as far as um, does it add, and we'll bring Kyle back in here. Uh, well, I'm trying to add him back. There we go. Um, I'll tell, tell you what, Dave, that's the disadvantage of doing a broadcast on your phone. Um, <laughs> people like to call you all hours of the night, and it boots you off. Well, here's the question we had for Chuck as you were getting booted off. How do you feel about La Tech and the AAC since we're talking about Louisiana Tech? I, I, a lot of people don't realize this, Chuck. Um, Louisiana Tech does not have a, a, a very good budget. Um, I, if somebody can take the time to look it up, I bet you their budget is probably at least 10 to $15 million behind ours. 
and yeah, uh, we, we got the lowest budget in the American. Um, they probably have a smaller budget than Louisiana Lafayette. Um, I, a lot of people, like I said, probably wouldn't realize that because uh, you know you think LaTeX a better brand name. They, they play good football. They have for years. Um, I'm not sure how they would compete budget wise. The American twenty eight million is what B Pace is saying. Yeah, and well, what does our budget pays? Uh, forty five. Yeah, I think so, it's forty five or something like that, right? I believe that's right. Um, I was over 40. Um, so I, the American right now appears to be targeting Mountain West schools and UAB. There's got to be another school because that would be, if that would be 13 schools. Okay. So it's, it's Colorado state, air force, Boise state, San Diego state, UAB. That would be put us at 13 members. So there's bound to be one more. It's bound to be 14, which actually. What about Marshall? App State. I, I don't know. I don't know who it is. Uh, but it's bound to be 14. And, and it makes a lot of sense because if you can get those Mountain West schools, you, you would like to do two seven-team divisions for Olympic sports, basketball, et cetera. Uh, it makes things a lot easier for travel. Um, I, from what I understand, um, and this is still early, uh, there's a lot of interest from Colorado State and Air Force. So it'll be interesting where this thing goes. Um, I think we Boise. Said, I think Boise and San Diego State have, have you know, they've been talking about for years. They've gone back and forth with it, but I think Colorado State and Air Force really they like the idea of getting into Texas. Yeah, they like the they're they like the fact that they're playing games at a more reasonable time where more people can see them. I mean, we've heard that the last what two years with Air Force, right? If my memory serves me right. I think we're still having trouble with uh, Kyle's internet, uh, but we'll he'll pop back in here in a second or uh, audio-wise. Uh, here's another comment. Uh, we'll see what Justin's talking about. We're talking about AAC expansion. He said, I wouldn't mind seeing Liberty in the AAC. You know, Justin, you're right. I think that um, one thing about them is it would be great for us um, as far as travel is concerned with our volleyball teams and our Olympic sports, but also the fact that they have a lot of money um, and they have a lot of their facilities are fantastic. Liberty, um, they're one of those up and coming programs that, you know, you might be able to take a chance on. And uh, they have, just like I said, with the money, they maybe they'll p- compete in the American. Let's bring Kyle back in. Kyle, uh, Justin was saying he wouldn't mind to see Liberty in the AEC. Yeah, we're, uh, he's having a lot of trouble tonight. Uh, B pays. Uh, he's talking about who he wants to see in the American. He says Air Force Academy, Army, UAB, and Colorado State. AB pays your spot. On, hey, I'll, I'll take those. That's fine. Um, he says San Diego State will come, but we need to add another Mountain West school like UNLV. Well, hey, right now, I guess whatever ESPN, it, it's all driven by ESPN. So whatever ESPN says, as long as we can keep it at $7 million a year, whatever, 7.75, I guess it is for our TV contract, uh, for sure. But uh, we're t- still talking about the conference about expansion. expansion. Uh, yep. yeah, well, I, I think uh, the reason why the Mountain West teams are being talked about is because it, you you uh, you have some value there. And uh, I think Orasco has talked to ESPN about what they'd like. And I think that uh, we can stay at that $7 million per school TV range yep. that we're in now if we can get those Mountain West schools to come. Um, I like it. And particularly if it's that many of them where you can 
have two distinct divisions, um, not only for football, but for Olympic sports, it really becomes, you, you don't want East Carolina traveling out to San Diego to play volleyball. So if you can, if you can handle it with two seven team divisions, um, like I was going to say before, you know, I'm, I'm having some internet issues here. Uh, Colorado state and air force. The reason I think they're interested is because they want to get into that Texas yep. area for recruiting. And that would be my guess is, is for, if you, if you had to put a gun to my head, it is going to be, if we get our druthers, it'll be those four Mountain West schools, UAB, and a Texas school to go along with SMU. It'll it'll either be North Texas or UTSA. I'd be willing to bet you money. Um, and uh, so uh, we'll see what happens if those Mountain West schools end up not working out. Um, then I think you can see any any number of combination of schools. I like um, me personally. I would like to see. Marshall and Appen because if, I think if you, that's can't, a, if you can't get the Mountain West schools, that's what I would probably like to. Um, I mean, I understand what you're saying. TV wise, we've got to do it for what? Well, not like only TV, but prestige. I mean, you being associated with Colorado State, Air Force, and Boise State is is is, is a good thing. I mean, those are name brand schools. So, I but I'd rather if that doesn't work out, I'd much rather bring in Marshall. App, Southern Miss, good football schools, rather than going markets, rather than going Charlotte, Birmingham, right. know, Georgia State for Atlanta. Um, I don't think that's the right path. I think the Sun Belt and Conference USA has proven that the Sun Belt has risen to prominence because good they made the decision to take good football schools, whereas Conference USA went after markets. That's correct. And it hadn't helped Conference USA with TV one bit. We were playing on Facebook tonight. And the Sun Belt's all over ESPNU and ESPN2 now. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I I hope uh, the American has, you know, take take will take heed to that if uh, Orasco don't get what he wants with the Mountain West schools. Exactly, because you look at Marshall, you look at Marshall, you look at App and Southern Miss, for example. I know Southern Miss has had hard times, but uh, their fan base is tremendous. And they got budget issues too, like La Tech. Um, yep. But if 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 you we're going to take a chance on one, I'd much rather take a chance on a lot on a Southern Miss because the history, and it's not only East Carolina. It's look, it's Memphis. It's it's uh, it, it's it's a lot of this conference that has history with uh, with Southern Miss. No question about it. Tulane. It's be interesting. I mean, that's you know, Tulane. That's the battle for the bell. I mean, that that used to be yeah. huge rivalry. No question. No question. I, and I think that the fact that you were talking about the talking about the you know volleyball teams and all that well wouldn't you love some long bus rides versus i mean when you're looking at going way across the country we understand why we're why they're doing it well we wouldn't be going if you if you do seven and seven uh you saying we, one cross we never, yeah, yeah we, we would probably never play olympic sports uh with, with some exceptions like maybe baseball where things yeah. would work out evenly with the teams but mostly yeah. you wouldn't play those schools and Kyle, that's a great point that I've heard once before. Um, not a, not with us yet, but the, that's a very good point. It's a very fact is that commissioner and the conference can do a better job. I'm just saying they can make it happen where that that ha- where that happens versus a whole bunch of West Coast trips or vice versa, West Coast school coming here, um, where maybe it's only one time a year or. Like you said, not at all. So. Well, and football's not an issue. You, 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 if football, here's how it would work. you got two seven-team divisions. You'd play six division games. you play two crossover games. 
So you'd have you'd have one one team from the West Division coming here, and us we'd be going to one West Division team right. in football. Um, and quite frankly, in football, it would be fun. I'd I'd welcome the chance to play Boise State, Air Force, San Diego State, Colorado State. You know, yeah. that's that's fun matchups. Um, that's know, doable and, too. Yeah, one time a year is doable. Yes, exactly, and it's same with basketball. You know, you, what you would probably do is play your division teams twice. That'd be 14 games. And what, what do you typically yeah. play in conference? 18. 17, 18 games. So, yeah, so you, 18, you I play believe. your division games twice, and then you play, you know, three or four of your teams from the other division. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it's certainly certainly very workable. Um, but we'll have to wait and see, you know, what happens with that. That's that's There's a lot of, there's a lot of T's to be crossed and I's to be dotted. Uh, with conference expansion, <laughs> that's that. This could this could, a year from now it might not be done. And and another thing that could happen is I think uh, guys, I, I don't think we've talked about it yet. I believe that I believe that there's two more teams that are going to leave the Big Twelve. That's possible. Um, that's possible. I'm hearing I, I Kansas and uh, Oklahoma State are leaving. So that's I, I've heard lots of different things, Dave. Um, that's entirely possible. Kansas is going to. I'm hearing Kansas is going to go to the Big Ten, and well, Oklahoma that's what State. They want. That's what they want, but I don't see the value in it. I mean, not, Kansas football is atrocious. Uh, yeah, they basketball would be great. Well, yeah, but sure, Kansas basketball is elite, but basketball doesn't drive TV revenue. Um, so their football I, I program think, is atrocious. <laughs> I, I think. I think. Um, look, if the Big Ten wanted to have Kansas, they'd have had Kansas a long time ago. So, you know, what are they going to do now just to be nice? I mean, so, yeah, I think it's possible. I think it's far more likely that the Pac-12 ends up deciding to add a couple after all. And there's one thing I hadn't heard anybody talk about, and I brought it up here. Look, Texas and Oklahoma want to go in the big – want to go in the SEC before 25. The SEC wants Texas and Oklahoma before 25. But the, the exit fees, if they, if they leave the Big 12 early, is ridiculous. Yeah. So it's like forty million per school or something like that. So I think something that uh, hasn't been talked about. Um, what if the SEC decides to invite in two more Big Twelve schools? And uh, kind of, yeah, I've heard that. I've kinda, heard that. Yeah. You kind of force the hand. Um, so I, I, I don't yeah. know. But anyway, uh, it's kind of funny. About- how we got, Kind of funny how we got of all things. I, I did not think we'd be talking conference expansion tonight. After that <laughs> how about this, Chuck? Uh, let's be fair to everybody. Chuck is saying add rice for baseball. Uh, um, if you're talking about if, if we do the the two divisions and uh, and you're saying rice is the Texas school, yeah. Uh, you know what they they may they may end up coming up as, as being mentioned because they are very prestigious. Houston. They are Houston's a huge market. We're lo- we're losing the Houston market. They're a very prestigious university academically. Uh, they got good baseball. Uh, football's horrible. So uh, yeah, if you're going to add a Texas school, if the Western expansion happens, um, yeah, you you. I mean, I could definitely see Rice over UTSA or North Texas. How about this? Well, by, the way, uh, by the way, who, who, who was that? The mission? Who, who was that? That asked that? Chuck. Chuck. Uh, Rice baseball has been horrible. Horrible. The last three or four years they their yep. their coach retired and they have been the the, the drizzling shits ever since how about this uh, for pays uh saying that west virginia ended up in acc i believe after 2025 here's the thing uh pays you and i think logically and uh, so does the so does kyle and bubba the problem is the acc 
is like on an island. Everybody else sees that as a you know a natural go to. They've got great fans. The, I actually think West Virginia could do well in the SEC. I, oh I think no, they, they, yeah, they made, exactly. They, yeah, they, uh, what I'm saying is ACC is not thinking logically because you look at their fan base. Well, they their don't basketball look, they, and they their football taken, is good. Their baseball is good. They wouldn't have taken. They wouldn't have taken Virginia Tech if their hands wasn't forced. They, 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 they. Think and Louisville. Virginia, yeah, they, they think well. Louisville, Louisville is not an academic school by their standards, but they still took them because they were the best. That they knew they were Swafford was smart. Well, they knew they were going to lose Maryland also, to the Big Ten, and they picked. Also, also Louisville's a, a, a good size media market, and it's. You know, and there's there's some sex appeal there with their basketball, and at least historically, and West Virginia, you know, they they, they got a bad reputation. Their fans, they burn couches. They're yeah, so I, I don't know. I I understand why people say them to the ACC, but man, I just I, well again, if they wanted West Virginia, they would have taken West Virginia. What are they doing? Okay, yeah. Are they doing it just to be nice? Are they doing it because? Because the SEC expanded, or if you're saying they're going to take West Virginia because the SEC expanded, okay. Um, otherwise, they could have taken West Virginia ten years ago. They could take them any time. At no point in time would West Virginia had rather been in the Big Twelve than the than the ACC. So, um, yep, they wanted I, it years ago. Yeah, yeah for the yeah. ACC. And, and I will say this for West Virginia: um, if the Big Twelve keeps Power Five status they're way better off now because they were never going to take over Texas and Oklahoma for the top school in the big 12. They can win the big 12 as it's going to be going forward. Yep. And now they got two schools in their area with Cincinnati and UCF, relatively speaking on the East coast. Anyway, with UCF and Cincinnati, you know, Ohio and West Virginia border. So um, the new, the new layout of the big 12 to me should be more appealing to West Virginia than anybody. Um, uh, they don't want to be in that conference. If if they keep if well, sure you want to be in the best conference you can, but um, I, if they get the opportunity to go to the ACC, they're going to go, of course. But what I'm saying is, if the Big Twelve keeps Power right. Five status, West Virginia may find that uh, their their new Big Twelve is a good home for them. But yeah, it doesn't matter. They still rather go to the ACC because it's more money to be made. Well, and the the fact the ACC folks are saying that you know they're looking at, I mean, it's crazy. They said what team can bring us seven? I mean, what team out there could bring them seventy five million or something crazy like that? So, uh, but the fact that West Virginia is good in basketball, they're good in um, football usually, and baseball. The former ECU head coach Randy Mazey. Um, so, you know, with that West Virginia, if you had like a a lot of the sports writers are doing you know, these different conferences, but West Virginia fits more in what they were in the Big East than they do the Big 12. So does uh, when you have like a Marshall and App. Uh, we need to go back to regionalized conferences like we had back in the day. Uh, obviously, we love being in the American because there has been some national teams, but um, they would fit much better. Um, they're not going to do it uh, money-wise, I know, but – but definitely West Virginia fits, I was saying, Kyle, better in the old what was the Big East, now the American, than they do the Big 12 regionally. Well, I mean, they did before. Now they got UCF and Cincinnati. But that's, but, that's only two schools. Right. Well, okay, well, here's, here's your division. Your division is going to be, if they stick with 12, it's going to be West Virginia, UCF, Cincinnati, Kansas, Kansas State, Iowa State. I like the old, I like West Virginia's chances to dominate that division. So, 
Um, it, it, you know, it, they'll be fine. Believe me, they'll be fine. But I, uh, Dave, I'm gonna, uh, my, my internet is, is, is lost its friggin' mind. You can't tell. So, uh, um, unfortunately, I don't like Bubba's gonna join us at any point tonight. So, uh, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna wrap up my part. I don't know if you're gonna go solo because, uh, my internet's gonna just keep screwing up over and over. Um, hell of a win over Marshall. Um, like I said, best win in my opinion, and I don't know how anybody could argue it uh, unless you just you know get your jollies off beating bad UNC teams. Uh, I think it's the best win since Ruffin McNeil was fired. Um, it, you know, yeah, the NC State win in 2016 was good for what it was, but to come from 17 points down, look, don't forget this Marshall team was in the top 25 last year. Projected they were 7-0, conference. remember? Yeah, projected to win Conference USA, 2-0 and on the season. So, uh, huge win. Um, and from a, and from a program standpoint, it, it couldn't have come at a better time. We, we had to have this thing or we'd all be sitting here. Look, you know, there was at one point in the night when we went down by 17 where, you know, me and Bubba were really upset. Some of the, we even want to go to the game next week. And now I can't wait to go to the game next week. So things changed in a matter of one quarter and, uh, Everybody enjoy it, man. Celebrate. Do you know if you celebrate right Bring now? Some couches. If if you celebrate now, celebrating right now, not <laughs> celebrating. If you hadn't started celebrating yet, go crack up in a beer. Uh there's lots of football game on. Look, I, I, I think uh I think Hawaii kicks off at twelve thirty tonight. So uh there's a lot of football left to be watched on TV. Um so uh enjoy it. And uh you know how Go go stick your chest out when you go to church tomorrow morning. And uh, unfortunately, nobody got to see the damn thing because it's on Facebook. Yeah, uh, that's that was. Hey, before hey, can you we talk about that real fast for a couple sure. minutes? Um, yeah. Because I I listened to the game. I was going to ask you and Bubba, and uh, and I want to ask our great viewers and listeners. Yeah, I'd like to know this too. About that. Can we my, talk my, about it just my, a few minutes? My feed at first was terrible, uh, but as you can see, my internet's you know on drugs tonight. Uh, my feed was I, I never. It looked like I was. It looked like I was watching it in about four at about four eighty i. It damn sure didn't look like no ten eighty p. Wow. Um. It it was horrible. Uh. The quality of my feed at first. I was using the Facebook Watch app on my smart TV. Uh. It yeah. got better as the game went on, and I I think this is probably my internet connection. Um. I don't know. Everybody else speak on it. Um. I thought the. Uh, I thought the production was okay. I thought at times they, uh, you know, when they were trying to interview um, Red Dawson and uh, Jack, um, oh, I can, what's the former head coach there? Jack, I can't make his name. But when they were trying to interview the coaches, Red Dawson and the other coach, the guy that was the head coach at Marshall, uh, their audio was terrible. I was embarrassed for CBS um, trying to interview those two, you know, legendary figures in Marshall football history. And, uh, couldn't even get the interviews to come off right. Um, it was way, what yeah. it was. I, I thought uh, I, my experience with it was less quality than a than an ESPN three broadcast. Um, they did try to be very interactive with the fans watching, uh, which I thought was kind of cool, uh, kind of like we do. Um, but uh, overall, if you ask me to grade it, I'd give it a five out of ten the broadcast by the way chuck has a comment for you he says uh, kyle quit using dial up yeah no kidding <laughs> um i'm using verizon cellular internet uh chuck i uh 
I, I, I live out in the sticks, and uh, believe it or not, there's no CenturyLink or SuddenLink out here. Um, so uh, I'm using Verizon, and uh, most time it's pretty good. Tonight it's giving me a fit. And uh, B-Pace chiming in. Thank you, B-Pace, for joining us always. I thought the announcers were okay. I used the Facebook Watch app on my smart TV. It was smooth. Yeah, you probably had a better internet connection than I did, uh, Pays. Uh, like I said, I think the video quality was my internet connection uh, early in the game. Um, yeah, announcements were fine. The, uh, the, the, the color analyst, I cannot think of his name. He's done our games in the past. I like him. Uh, he, he's Terry very knows smart. Him. Huh? Terry Gallagher knows him. Yeah, he, he's very smart, and he called – he called a couple of things before they happened. Uh, for instance, he 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 kind of predicted that the Marshall quarterback was going to end up throwing a pick on that last drive. But uh, yeah, I like him. He does a good job. Play by play guy, I could take or leave. But the uh, the analyst, I like a lot. Uh, we have more people chiming in. In fact, uh, we're let's, I guess it's a hot topic. Here's something that Kyle, maybe you know that Richard is asking about. Will we get any TV or Facebook streaming money for tonight's game? No, that's the Conference USA uh, TV deal. Um, so um, they're, uh, that's part of CBS Sports um, has a contract with Conference USA, and uh, they they put a handful of their games on Facebook instead of TV. So I uh, know we don't get any we don't get any revenue from that. That's that's Conference USA. The game was at Marshall, so it's on it's on their television okay. contract. And Brennan's saying I'm surprised that CBS Sports Network was on Facebook. Yeah, they. Um, they have their television games, and then they do a handful of games on Facebook um, because they don't have a like an ESPN three platform or an ESPN Plus platform. So uh, they, uh, you know, what it's not so bad because everybody has Facebook. It's just right. nobody knows to look for college football there. So, right. uh, but you know, Amazon. Yeah, you know, like Amazon is doing NFL games, so you know, right. I'm getting used yeah. to like. Uh, it, even though that's can be tricky too, some of the NFL games is it on NFL Network? Is it on Amazon? Is it on yeah. NBC, CBS? You know, it gets kind of tricky there. But yeah, like you're right about Facebook. It, it's the fact that it's we're creatures or habit. I mean, we're so and so we're so no, we're no, not. Nobody's going to stumble upon it. That's the thing. It, it, yeah. If you if you if somebody said, "Hey, the East Carolina game, where's the East Carolina game?" and they tell you it's on Facebook, you go, "Well, how the hell do I watch it on Facebook?" You can figure it out because you have Facebook. But the problem when you have a game on Facebook is nobody's going to stumble across it. You're not going to have anybody flipping the channels to check scores and go, oh, East Carolina's coming back on Marshall. Let me stop it here and see it or recruit or, you know, that that kind of thing. So unless unless a kid was planning on coming to East Carolina, we were recruiting him and he, and he sat out to watch the game tonight, you know, they're not going to see it until they check the scores. Uh, that's the bad thing about playing on Facebook versus, you know, a traditional platform. Yeah, and Brian Dunbar, don't listen to TV broadcasts or sync Jeff Charles radio broadcast with TV broadcast, mute TV, and use Paul's function on the broadcast to match them up much better. Uh, Brian, that's something I, I I do both. I have radio and television. I haven't done that, but uh, that would be much better. In fact, uh, give a shout out to boys. Great call tonight. And I was glad that we could paint it purple for him after all the, the losses he's seen in the last handful of years after he's called, had so many legendary calls. This is his 34th season. Uh, look up to him, admire him. He's a great person. And you want to talk about a great pirate. Uh, I was glad for him. And 
Kevin Monroe. How about Marty Fuhrer and David Horn? I'll put our broad. I told Kyle that I'll put our broadcast up against anybody's uh, for that. Uh, how about this? Uh, B Pays chiming in again. Ole Miss sixty-one, Tulane twenty-one. You know, B Pays, um, man. Uh, Tulane, you know, we we that just Lane Kiffin's a great offensive mind, so um, great for them uh, at Ole Miss uh, for for sure, no doubt. Um, over fifteen thousand watched the end of the game, post in the upper left corner of the screen. Uh, so there. Uh, no doubt about it. And how about uh, thank you, thank you, Bubba, putting up there seven fifty nine left in the third quarter, sixty one twenty one. Ole Miss, that's just uh, nuts <laughs> how good they are. Uh, but again, that just goes to show you how that is. So, um, uh, P. Pays is asking about did anybody post Jeff's audio? You know, if we could, we would. Um, but we don't have the rights to Learfield. Um, that's who has the rights for the radio. Or certainly, we would have a lot of Jeff's calls up here. Um, but if people are wondering, you probably already know that. If you watch this show, you listen to it. Um, but, I mean, as much as I love the voice, and we would love to be able to have that, but we're not going to violate uh, their their broadcast rights by doing that. We Obviously, you hear that same thing, all the ask permission and all that. By the time you ask permission, it's uh, too late. So, But anyway, um, and Bubba chimes in, uh, check Pirate. Uh, Jake Pirate IMG on Twitter. Yeah, the Learfield. Thank you, uh, Bubba, for that. And uh, by the way, folks, uh, does anybody have any final things uh, you want to talk about? If not, we're going to, it's, uh, uh, we're recording this and uh, broadcasting is 1224 Eastern time. So uh, a long day for a lot of us. Um, but if not, Bubba, I know that uh, we've got a big game uh, next week. Obviously, we'll have our Pirate Preview on Thursday and our playback on Saturday night, most likely. But also uh, we have um, Marilyn Payne. She's coming on, making her debut. She was formerly a WRAL sports fan. She's coming on Tuesday night. So we'll have Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, our football, basketball, if you will, uh, in sport thing uh, coverage. So uh, Bubba, you about ready to, uh, I guess we're about ready to get out of here as we've, it uh, looks like that, Pretty much everybody's asked everything they're going to ask. So thank you, uh, Brennan, and all the um, – I know he's chiming in. Appreciate you guys so much. Great game tonight. I'm happy to see the win. Go Pirates. A lot of heart was shown tonight, absolutely. So uh, anyway, Bubba, if you have that graphic, we'll put that up on the screen. We'll get out of here. We appreciate everybody. Uh, Rick says, I typically listen to IMG games. I'll tune in tonight. They wouldn't let me listen without signing. They, they've gone to that, Rick. I had to do that, $9.99 a month. They just started that this season. So, unfortunately for sports, uh, I guess they finally got smart that they could make an extra 120 off of us for sure. All right. So if nothing else, uh, appreciate everybody listening, viewing. Thank you to Kyle very much. Thanks to Bubba, my friend. Appreciate you for producing behind the scenes. And until next time, you've been watching and listening. And this is the Pirate Playback right here on the Sports Objective. Good morning, everybody. Go Pirates.
Private Nation. Purple and gold family. Stand to your feet. Put your crossbones up and lean side to side. Yeah, and lean side to side. Yeah, and lean side to side. Come on, yeah.